Hey, welcome back to Bankrupt Overland. I'm your host, LJ. I've got Jeff and Steven with me again this week, and we're going to continue our conversation from last week and dive into uh, platforms and drawer systems. So uh, pretty, pretty cool stuff on this one. Um, I, myself, have a drawer system. We all have a drawer system or a platform system of some type. Um, I'm the only one that hasn't really built mine. Uh, I actually... <laughs> Bought mine from Steven, already built, and, and uh, we just threw it in the back of my Land Cruiser, and I've been using all of his labor of love uh, over the last year. Um, but uh, but Steven and Jeff have actually, I think y'all are both on iteration two of your, your drawer systems. Is that right? Yeah, that's, that's definitely a, a very true statement. I think for me personally um, – you know, I went with two different methodologies, so I'm excited to uh, kind of explore um, the, the different builds that I've gone through. Nice, nice. And uh, and so I, I know a couple different things here, right? Um, Steven, you've used more of, of kind of some, some preset kits, is that right? Or or was – I know another one that you sold me was a, was a preset kit. Is, was the second one a kit as well, or did you kind of design that one offhand? Yeah, so uh, I'll kind of give some details of the, the system that I use. So you're absolutely right. The system that I, I bought was from a company called uh, Landshark Outfitters. Uh, he's based in in Oregon. And, um, <clears throat> yeah, it's, uh, it's, um, it's kind of a, an easy – it's like you build it yourself, but it comes flat packed with all the instructions and all the materials you need. Um, so it makes a building precision – drawers super simple uh if there's anything that i've learned over the years uh, either a just home ownership or just diy projects it's i'm not a precision type of guy right and drawers really do need to be at least somewhat precise um mm -hmm. and, and so that they don't either rattle apart or you don't have gaps or anything like that yep yep um so so Obviously that, you know, you're, you're talking about the precision piece and, and making sure they don't rattle out. So it, it sounds like that's kind of like a, a big puzzle maybe that you get in a box and it's kind of like, good luck. And here you go. get it together. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's somewhat uh, like that, but you know, the instructions that Dave, the, the owner of Landshark Outfitters provides is super spot on. Um, I think it's more of a, uh, Organization first step, uh, making sure you got all the parts um, ready to go and in and in their piles because there's a ton of like nuts and bolts and uh, for example, one of the pieces that it uses is extruded aluminum. So you need to make sure you got all the right sizes and everything. So organizing all your parts first, um, but then yeah, you're kind of off to the races for uh, the assembly part of it. So I would say that the first set of drawers that I, uh, I built the one that's that, that you have in your length cruiser uh, was definitely a little bit more tedious because I had never built something like that before. But the second go around makes it a little bit easier, but follow instructions and you're, you're good to go in that sense. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Jeff, I, I, I if I remember right, you just kind of built yours, right. From, from scratch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The first, the first one I built was for my 100 series Land Cruiser. And um, probably about three to four years ago, I helped build one for my sister's Subaru Outback. And she wanted a platform that she could sleep in because she had like a hump in her seats and she couldn't lay flat. She mm. wanted a platform that she could, she lives up in San Francisco. So she wanted a platform that she could um, collapse down and like put on the garage, her garage floor. And she could drive her car over it like when she's not using it. So we built like a cool system where it's just a, a flat piece of plywood on the top. And there's these little vertical ribs that slide into some grooves. Um, so I have some pictures of my platform on my, my Land Cruiser and I kind of modeled it after that. So when I first got my, my rig, I wanted um, a platform that I could take out and store in my garage. Um, Back, back when I had that vehicle, I only had a two-car garage, so I didn't have a lot of space um, to keep things, and I didn't know if I was going to keep it in all the time or take it in and out as I needed it or went camping. So I built that same um, 
system to where it just kind of slid in the back and um, it lifted it off the ground about, it lifted the, the platform about, uh, I'd say 11 inches off the ground. So you could slide, um, at the time it was milk crates underneath it on both sides. So I had some milk crates lying around so you could, you could stack two milk crates on each side. And then when you're done, you could just um, take it out if you wanted. And uh, there was also a platform that you could put over the, uh, the rear seats. If you just tilted the seats down, you could put a platform, you would slide the platform from the rear of the stored cargo area and you'd slide it forward. And that would allow you to have pretty much the full width of the vehicle to sleep in. And um, one of the, the best times for that was when we went camping with my family up in um, Big Sur in California. We had a huge tent and my daughter was, I think, 11 and a half months, just 12 months. She was just a year and it got down to about 28 at nighttime and we weren't prepared for it. So um, we, we were just shivering in our tent. We didn't have enough warm sleeping bags. So we actually, um, I set up the platform, started the rig up and we all slept in the back of the, the Land Cruiser. So there was four, four of us, two adults and two kids. Um, sleeping in the back of the Land Cruiser, and uh, we did that for I think it was three nights because nice. we were just not prepared. Wow. So, um, yeah, the full width of that and the portability that was actually in my wife's Land Cruiser, so she has a hundred series also at the time. Um, so I took it out of my hundred series, put it in her hundred series for our camp trip, and um, yeah, so the portability was really nice that it you know it didn't require a lot of um, um, effort to take it in and out. So was it, um, did you originally build the platform to be a sleeping platform or a, a storage platform first? It was originally for a sleeping platform. So I wanted to be able to put gear underneath mm -hmm. and then have a full bed. So, um, in the deserts, we, you can take all your stuff out, but like we'd be so mobile every day that I didn't want to have to take all my gear out and just leave it out in the elements because it would rain or it would get really mm -hmm. windy. And um, I didn't want to have all my gear out in the open. So it was nice to have pretty much everything for my vehicle stay inside um, and not have to take anything out. Because back then I used to just go, it was just car camping. It was me and my two kids drive out to the desert. We would, you know, take the two car seats out, put them in the front seat, and then you would slide the platform out set up your bed and you were nice and cozy. Oh, hold on. Car camping. That, that, that sounds a lot like overlanding. Is that the same thing? It's pretty much, <laughs> it was pretty much before overlanding was overlanding. <laughs> yeah. Um, exactly. Sorry. Had to, had to throw that one in there for the overland community. Um, <laughs> um, so, so from what, what I'm catching on is, is phase one was, hey, you just want to be able to get out of the elements, sleep, and, and, and kind of have a, you know, be able to use the, the, the vehicle security as a, as a way to stay warm, stay dry, et cetera, right? And, and it sounds exactly. like, sounds like, you know, using that and, and, and kind of growing through it, you, you probably identified some areas where you can improve, and, and that'll kind of lead us into what V2 is right now in your 80 series. Yeah, exactly. So um, the V, actually, I guess, I guess I'm on version one, one and a half and two. So the version one and a half was when I got a nomadic <laughs> fridge and I had to figure out how to fit that in there. So I got a circular saw and just literally cut a hole in the back of the platform and threw the fridge in and <laughs> called it a day. So um, that was version 1.5. Um, that did take up some space and not allow us to sleep as cozy in the back. So version two with my 80 series was a huge learning curve. So I basically rebuilt the whole platform. There was a solid plywood floor. It was all made out of three quarter inch plywood, solid plywood floor. There's a little flip up on, um, there was a flip up on the left hand side or the driver's side to put like tools and storage stuff. Um, and then I actually built it around these three uh, black Tupperware bins that I got from Home Depot. So I can fit three bins instead of a drawer. I, I wanted to keep the weight down. Um, and I got these three plastic bins and I wanted to be able to take this stuff out. And so 
I got these three plastic bins, you know, one of them has my recovery kit in there. One of them has my compressor. And then the other one I use for food, um, just to keep underneath. So when I'm cooking, I can just slide it out, yeah. pull out the, um, pull out the, um, the stove. And then my other side is the Dometic fridge. So the fridge has a platform up and over the top. So you can stack things inside on top of the fridge, which makes it really nice because I can have a completely packed rig and cook lunch, like make peanut butter and jellies, like without moving any gear around. Cause I can slide right. the fridge out and I can slide my food bin that's right in the front out, which has, you know, everything in it to, to cook. So yeah, the version two was w way more thought of it. It tucks all the way to the left-hand side of the rig. So I can, you know, kind of lay against the side. Um, it does have a big hump for the fridge back there, but it does allow me to still sleep myself and my two kids in the back of the car pretty comfortably, um, especially more comfortable if it's windy or, or raining and really sure. loud because we just throw the uh, white sounds on and we sleep like a bunch of babies in there. Nice, nice. Uh, so looking looking through these things and, and kind of looking at how you've, you've evolved it now, I do want the listeners to know that you you are are very talented when it comes to you know DIY stuff, right? I mean, I've, I've watched you over over the last <laughs> over the last month remodel your kitchen just on a, on, on a whim. It feels like uh, so COVID kitchen. Yeah, yeah. So uh, for, you know, for everybody out there that you know is is Jeff is a guy that's going to dig in and figure it out and go. So um, definitely a little bit different approach than what I would do because I'm, I'm totally like, Hey, let's get a kit, let's figure it out and, and let's kind of put it together and kind of do the, do the puzzle piece kind of like Steven, yeah. uh, just because I, I don't, I don't have, yeah, really that's those, absolutely. Yeah, I don't have those skills to jump in and, and, and some of it's a little bit of confidence too, right. To get in and, and be confident. I'm not going to waste a few hundred dollars in lumber because I make the wrong cut. Right. Because I, I'm known to cut once, measure twice, uh, occasionally. So it's, it's, <laughs> you gotta, you gotta twice, measure one. Yep, I know that. Uh, and, and so, yes, that's, that's, that's similar. You know, what I have, I have that same, the, the, the drawers, basically mine's a flat system. I've got two drawers, one drawer is recovery, one drawer is kitchen that I'll add food into. And then I can lay the back seats down and there's a, there's a piece of wood that's on a hinge that I can lay over those seats put an air mattress on and we could also sleep in the land cruiser if we need to, if it's gotten too cold or something, but I haven't done that yet. I use the rooftop tent uh, pretty much exclusively when I go camping. So, uh, but I'm sure there's going to be that day or night when it's really cold outside. And I'm going to go, I don't know, maybe I want to sleep in the land cruiser or a storm comes by. It's nice <laughs> to have that option when you're out camping. Um, yeah. Especially here, we were, we were out at, uh, we were out just outside of Chattanooga uh, on New Year's Eve on, on a ride and, and a vehicle had broken down. And we were up there hanging out and we look up and we see about three widow makers. Uh, if you don't know what a widow maker is, it's oh. essentially a, uh, a tree that has died and it has fallen and it's, it's being held up by another tree. And so essentially what ends up happening is this tree continues to, to rot and rot until it falls out of nowhere. And they call it a widow maker because it falls unexpectedly and it'll kill you. Uh, and so uh, mm -hmm. we were out there and literally a, uh, uh, we're hanging out waiting the guys working on this car and, and one of these widow makers probably a 30 foot still long log falls oh wow and wow. i'm sitting there and i'm going yeah. this is one of the reasons why i want to sleep my land cruiser more because that's that's pretty common <laughs> here in the south right it's very wooded areas yeah. um you have a lot of a lot of storms that come through we have tornadoes regularly in the springtime and so you have a lot of trees that come down and they don't always go all the way down and so there, there's been certain situations mm -hmm. where we go camp and I'm going, man, I don't really want to sleep inside my lanterns tonight because in case a tree happens to come down or a tree's dead in my area, I, I have a little bit more security being inside. So <laughs> yeah. It, it, it is nice to have that option to go, hey, you know, maybe tonight we need to sleep inside because we need to make sure we stay safe tonight. Um, but enough about yeah, exactly. staying safe and, and sleeping in Widowmakers. I, I want to get more onto Steve's B2 <laughs> option because – you've actually completely transformed that Land Cruiser and you don't have any, any seats yeah. out of the two front seats, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So uh, what Jeff said about uh, the catalyst for his version two build was a fridge that was the same catalyst for my version two build. Mm -hmm. uh, so I love the, the, the side-by-side -side drawers um, that you now have. 
because it, it still gave you that that usable space, right? You can mm -hmm. still fit a full size piece of plywood on those drawers, or you can still sleep in it. Um, but once I transitioned uh, from a cooler to a fridge, I needed to kind of rethink things, right? I, I guess technically I could have put a, a fridge on top of that, but uh, with the tires and, and, you know, with the AHC and the Lankers or the height control, um, it would have been too tall for my wife to get actually into the fridge. So I had to get the fridge as low as I could, which caused me to, like you said, rethink the entire build. Um, and so what I've done is I've actually removed the second or third row seats, like you mentioned. I built or I have built a platform in the second row so that I have just a completely flat space uh, where my, my second battery is. And then also I have like, um, I call it the command center, but it's really just like a fuse block, uh, some Anderson power pole connections for like solar mm -hmm. uh, power to my tent, um, USB, 12 volt, things like that. Um, and then the third row seats is where my drawers are. So I have um, double stack drawers. So um, my lower drawer is more of like heavy things, right? We always try to get the heaviest items as low as we possibly can. So I'm talking like uh, recovery stuff. Uh, that's where my stove goes. Uh, if I'm bringing cast irons, I like to put cast irons in that mm -hmm. bottom drawer just to keep the weight as low as possible. Um, and then the top drawer is um, like camp cooking stuff. So currently, and actually this is going to be changing here soon, I have like an aluminum uh, box. It's not like a, a Zargs box or anything. I think it was at one point either used for transporting guns or like um, audio video equipment. So it's just like this aluminum box that's probably from the 70s um, that I keep pots, pans, knives, spoons, um, oil, cups, anything that's that's required for cooking, I have it in that box. And so that just slips in the back of the, the drawer. And then I keep various things like a, I have a tea kettle um, for boiling water. Um, usually my propane goes in that drawer. Um, and various, you know, other things that I just need, like for, uh, I don't know, cutting wood, I have a little, um, uh, what do you call it? One of those uh, saws that cut down little limbs or whatever. Mm -hmm. So all that yeah. stuff goes in the top drawer. Uh, and then if I'm looking at the, the rear of the vehicle, drawers on the left, fridge and fridge slide is on the right. Um, and that fridge slide is actually pretty interesting. So my whole idea with this second version of the build was um, to make it as ubiquitous as I possibly could. So nothing is actually Land Cruiser specific, which is actually very cool because if someone sees my build, they can say, okay, well, I want to either replicate that or I want to buy the pieces to replicate that. And so the companies that I've worked with, I mentioned Land Shark Outfitters um, for the drawers, but the fridge slide is from Tor uh, Tortuga Off-Road, a uh, cool little shop in, I think it's in Nevada, um, that builds uh, aluminum fridge slides with a, a little pullout a cutting board. So I stuck those side by side. The fridge is mounted on a, I want to say half inch piece of plywood that's not even finished or anything. That's bolted down to the tub. The drawers are obviously secured down to the tub of the vehicle just through the existing bolt holes. Um, and that's kind of the, the setup. Now I have carpeted um, the inside of the drawers um, just to keep from, you know, things from banging around and, and damaging the wood inside of the drawers and also to keep it as quiet as possible. Um, but even then those two systems, they're very different on how they've tackled uh, manipulation or the pullout um, and, I guess the pullout of the drawers or the fridge, right? So the, the fridge slide is a traditional uh, dual locking um, fridge slide, like what Jeff has, um, you know, something similar to the AccuRide slides. Whereas the drawers, they are, um, I guess, something close to drifted drawers. And I, if, if you don't know what those are, those are drawers made in Australia and they actually have the drawers sliding on what's equivalent to a cutting board, right? So uh, it doesn't matter if you get sand in there. Um, it doesn't matter if, if it gets uh, wet or anything like that. These slides will, will slide, or the drawers will slide on the slides. No problem. There's no sort of rattling of ball bearings or anything like that. Mm -hmm. So 
two very distinct systems that actually work really well together. And like I said, they're um, modular so that say if someone in a full runner wants to duplicate what I've done, buy the parts, install it. And I think as long as you have 40 inches of width in the rear, um, it would, it's going to work perfectly fine. So um, that, that's kind of my version too, but I'm absolutely like you. I, I'm not the, the one to DIY it like Jeff, right? You know, <laughs> I'd much rather buy uh, a kit that, yeah, there is some assembly acquired. You know, I think I can put together an Ikea uh, shelf or, or, you right, know, an right. Ikea uh, <laughs> TV stand. Um, but there is still kind of that, that feeling of, hey, it may not be, I built this, but hey, I assembled this. I feel yeah. happy about this. I'm proud of this. Yeah, there's a, you know, you look at yeah. this, this, this community that we're in right now, and, and I would say the majority of the people in, in the community aren't full-time overlanders or full-time craftsmen, you know, right? And, and so, you know, I, mm -hmm. I'm, a, I'm a technical consultant, you know, it's, it's just, it's my, <laughs> my daily life is, is like, like Jeff, and, and you are meetings and, and Zoom calls and yeah. client issues. Mm -hmm. And, and so, you know, when, when I'm looking at, when I'm, when I'm trying to get away from my reality, right, that's, that, that's where we go out and, and we try to get to the great outdoors and, 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 and go get, get away from, from what this really busy reality is today. And so um, it's really nice to have those companies that, that put these kits together, right? Cause it gives you the ability, you, you can't go camping every weekend, right? But you do want to be able to enjoy that, that passion every weekend. And, and maybe one weekend you can't go camping. So you get to build your drawer system that weekend, right? Get the kids out with you while you're doing it. And so um, I, I think those weekends are, almost just as important as the weekends in the woods because you get to you get to get your hands on and actually build them um you know and, and then there is the other the other version where you just take it to a shop and they do it which is also totally cool because yeah. i get it sometimes you don't have time to do that right you got you just got to get it done um, or or maybe somebody goes i don't want to do that i don't have any interest in it. i just want to go camping right but um i know in this group we all like to be a little hands-on um, some more than others but but we do enjoy that that process of building and, and kind of creating um and, and so that's why I, yeah. I like those companies out there like land shark outfitters that are going to say, Hey, here's a kit, you know, take you a, a day to get it mm -hmm. done. But, but you'll be able to say, Hey, I was able to put this together and, and I built this and you're going to know every inch of your vehicle then too, right? You're going to know what you can fit in it. You're going to understand those drawers really well. And um, I, I really like that, that, that aspect of it, right? You don't have to be 100%. I want to go get a, a, a saw and I'm going to make all this myself, but you, you do have your hand in it and you're able to build it. So I, I really like that. I think that's cool. Yeah, absolutely. I think there's also uh, kind of the uh, methodology that you want to try to approach it by, right? So with my version one drawers, uh, I wanted to be able to sleep in the vehicle, right? I didn't want a tent. I didn't want a rooftop tent. Yeah. I like the security of the vehicle. I like the, the quote unquote stealth aspect of it. Um, and, and I just liked how I was out of the elements. If it rained, if it snowed, uh, I didn't have a wet tent to put up or dry out afterwards, yep. you know, like a lot of the ground tents or even heck rooftop tents. Um, you need to dry that out or else it'll get moldy. Right. So being able to sleep inside your vehicle, in my personal opinion, is probably the, <clears throat> the, the best uh, sleeping situation you can have. Right. Maybe not necessarily for airflow, but I mean, as per Jeff, he's come up with a fantastic solution. Uh, and maybe you, that would be actually a cool thing to talk about is <laughs> what you've done to kind of help your airflow in your vehicle, right? Because when, uh, I was going to ask about that. Example, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, oh man, perfect. that's good, too good. Segue. That's too good. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, the first time I experienced, um, hot camping here in the uh, south <laughs> it was humid it was 85 ish degrees and hot and sticky at nighttime and there i was yes <laughs> sleeping inside the rig and i had my windows open but then it started raining and i'm like this is <laughs> not good so, which makes it more humid <laughs> even more humid so <laughs> i remember i was inside the rig so all i had to do was i had the back side window so I don't even have to turn the ignition on to, to, to close them so I just reached over and slid them closed but <clears throat> when you're sleeping in your rig if it's hot out 
it's nasty. It's worse than intent because there's no airflow. Mm-hmm. So I came up with the idea of my, uh, I call it my redneck AC. So I bought three, <laughs> <laughs> I bought three computer fans and I mounted them to a piece of plywood that I put inside the driver's side rear window, roll down window. So you basically roll down the window about halfway, slide the fans in there, and then you roll it back up on itself and it kind of locks it in there. Um, and then it has like an eight foot or so extension cord that I plug into my cigarette lighter. And it basically draws air in from outside. Well, what you do is across the vehicle on the back corner on the passenger side rear window, you crack that window open. And what it does is it creates a nice little um, draft of, of air through the inside of the vehicle. And you can also, you can also, I can wire it the other way. So it pulls or pushes, you just kind of flip the terminals around, but it makes a nice um, breeze through the vehicle. Um, and I also put screen mesh on it. So the other thing is you can't crack your windows cause you're gonna get eaten by mosquitoes. So I did put a screen mesh on the, on the fans, so they actually pull air through the uh, screen and it pumps fresh air in there because it was it was horrible. So, <laughs> so I'm I'm curious. I'm gonna I'm gonna dive in a little bit, a little bit. So, um, you know, you you're you've, you've been through a Tennessee summer. Um, you're you're currently going through a Tennessee winter, <laughs> right? Um, what yep. you know, and and I I've, I've been out west, but I've I've never lived in the elements out west for a long time. And so how does, how, what's the biggest difference that you see from, you know, the Southern California climate that you're, you are accustomed to and, and then coming here to, to, to the Southeast of the United States and the climate that you're now getting exposed to as well? Yeah. So um, in San Diego where I was, grew up and was raised summer, winter, I mean, you can pretty much wear shorts by the beach all year round, like Christmas, you're wearing shorts and sandals all year round. That's horrible. It's horrible. (laughs) Um, So camping there, if you're camping anywhere by the beach, you're not going to really get mosquitoes or bugs. There's not a lot of that around there. Are there Um, there even bugs? Y'all even have bugs down there? We we do have bugs, but not too bad. Um, I did a lot of my camping in the deserts and winter time is when you go camping in the deserts because it cools down a lot more there. And you know, during the day, you know, you're hot, you know, it could be 80 degrees during the day, but nighttime it would drop in the 30s sometimes Ooh. and even maybe potentially lower. So you'd have a big shift of temperature. Usually it was, you know, usually it would stay around, you know, 60 at night, but you know, you would get occasional, you know, cold spells where you'd be in actual winter time and you'd be, it'd be cold. So um, car camping there, I never really had to worry about being, Having um, my sleeping range is a little bit different, I guess. Right, so you right, could leave yeah. the windows open. You didn't have to worry about bugs and things like that. Um, but yeah, definitely the elements. Deserts get really windy. So, I mean, out of nowhere, you'll be sitting there and you'll pick up 20, 30 mile hour winds. And then it could be windy all night Ooh. and sand blowing. And it's just horrible. So that was another reason why I liked um, sleeping in the back of the rig so much is because you never know what's going to happen. And if I'm with, with, with my two kids and it's windy and rainy out and my tent blows over, I'm going to be, you know, it's, it's going to be a lot of work to get the kids back yeah. to sleep and figure mm-hmm. that out. So um, that's why I did a lot of car camping um, so I could have that protection and just stay out of all the elements. Yeah, we have, we have. See, very... I, I think that that's like, go ahead, Steve. I think that's like the best. Um, that's why I think sleeping inside your vehicle is, is kind of the best situation, right? Just because you're out of the elements, like full stop, you, you just don't have to deal with that that wind or the, 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 the say if a uh, dirt devil comes sweeping through your camp, that's not going to be fun to try to get sand out of your tent and, you know, in the morning, you know, it, it's just not fun. So I think sleeping, if if you can mitigate the, the heat that's generated with sleeping in your vehicle, like for example, I went uh, camping, Gosh, it was, I guess, early January 2020, and it was me, my wife, and our two dogs, and we went camping in uh, below freezing temperatures, and I was literally in shorts and a, and a T-shirt because it was so hot in the vehicle because you had 
more bodies generating that heat. <laughs> so as long as you can mitigate that, uh, um, that temperature, I think in vehicle sleeping situations or setups are, I think the best out of all of the other situations. Yeah. Yeah. We, so we, we've talked about kind of the most basic of systems, right? Milk crates with, uh, yep. with some plywood <laughs> on top. Right. And, and so, um, for y'all listening, right. You don't have to have the, the land shark outfitters best kit. You don't have to yep. have a, a, a bench saw to make your own kit. Right. It's, it, it can be as simple as just, a couple poles or uh, some milk crates and a piece of plywood on top, right? And you're able to get in oh, there. Oh, exactly. And, um, and, and you can continue to, to, to evolve, right? We talk about V1.5, V2, all these different evolutions and, and kind of moving into kind of really kind of customizing it to what you do and how you use your vehicle and how you go explore. So on that notion, um, I'll, I'll start with, with you, Jeff, because I think you've had your V2 a little bit longer than Steve's had his, his, his V2 is – what what are you looking at improving and and why um, as you're looking at the the next season coming up of of, of camping? Yep. So um, one huge thing of making it myself is I don't feel bad about cutting it up, and I could always <laughs> fix something. Um, so <laughs> one thing that I really like camping is I like taking a shower camping. It's like the nicest thing ever out in the woods. So Not I more, recently. Jeff. <laughs> I recently <laughs> integrated a seven gallon water tank into the rear platform storage area. And I also um, installed like a hot water heater, electric hot water heater that you'd use for like an electric water heater in your house um, inside there. And I had, I had a space and I was able to just to make another plywood box and, and fill, fit this tank to the side and I just modify it. So added that in there. Um, and then I also added like a power panel distribution box that has all my switches for the heaters and the, the lights and the awning and <laughs> water pump and all that stuff. So I keep adding stuff to it. So I'm really close to building another version. Um, I, I am, I'm in between building another version or building a, a off-road trailer. Um, and the next oh, wow. version, the next version of the platform if I don't build a trailer will be different. I'm going to integrate the water tank in a different spot, um, integrate like a little fill, a little fill station for it. So you can pop the windows open and make it a little bit easier, probably do a little bit bigger of a tank. Um, so I can have more water because right now it's seven gallons. And if I go on a longer trip, it's nice to have more, but definitely I have, there's, there's five or so things that I can just think of, of like how I, how I set up the fridge and how I want to make a little slide that pulls out underneath it and how I need to modify it some more so I can, you know, do like a cutting board like Steve has on his. Mm -hmm. And it's a constant evolution of, of, of what I like. And the other thought is I liked the full width sleep platform and I really miss that. Having a fridge doesn't allow me to do that. So I'm, I'm contemplating finding a way to have like, the fridge so I can just lift it out of the back of the vehicle when I get to camp and just set it on the ground. And then I could remove the little top wood piece or something so I can make it full width yeah, and, yeah. and have just a ton of space. Cause you know, camping here, sometimes you're in the woods and you don't know where you are and just being locked in a vehicle is kind of nice. You don't worry about people, you know, coming up to your tent if you're by yourself. Cause I do a lot of solo camping with the kids. Yeah, me too. Yeah, has we a lot were, of ideas. We were uh, we were on that that rally, and I don't know the first night. It, it wasn't too cold out, but it was it was cold enough to where we had jackets on and we were hanging around fires. And all of a sudden, we look over and we see just steam coming out of this stand up tent. And people are like, "What is going on over there?" <laughs> sure enough, Jeff comes out with a towel around his waist. Five minutes later, just freshly cleaned, <laughs> ready to eat dinner. <laughs> Everybody's like, "Does that man have a shower?" <laughs> yeah, that's, that's by far the best thing I think I've made on that vehicle is the hot shower. And uh, well, the, the second night, I think you had some extra water, and you were you were offering up free showers to folks to go over there and get cleaned up. That was that was pretty nice of you. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, we did three. We did actually did four showers that trip. I took one the first night. <laughs> I took one the second night. Um, Eric took one the sec second night. And then the guy in that Tacoma that broke down, oh, he yeah. also 
he also took one because I mean he he we we came over and he was covered head to toe in mud. Like you, he had no shoes on. His he was covered in mud. I'm like, you want a shower? <laughs> Do you want a shower? Is that He's like Tacoma guy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he had a rough day. He was, he had, uh, I think, I think that day he, his, his tire got sheared and, and he had some other issues where he was, uh, he was doing some trail repairs in, in some really muddy conditions most mm. of the day. I'm sure. Yep. Yep. So, yeah, shower, also, number one thing. Yeah, I, I want to kind of expand on your shower because uh, I think, you know, with that shower, you're also, you have running water. Right. And so I think that's such a luxury at camp to be able to, you know, either wash a pan down or a pot down or, or rinse your hands mm-hmm. under running water without spilling a ton of water. Right. I think that's because because when you're out on the trail or if you're just remote camping, you can only bring so much water. And if you can conserve water in any way, shape or form, running water like you have, and I think you have. It's not pressurized. It's a it's a pump, right, Jeff? Yeah, it's a it's a twelve volt pump. It has okay. like fifty psi, so it has a good amount of pressure. Wow. So, okay. Yeah, it has. Um, and then I use um I use a coiled air compressor hose for like the actual hose, so it can wind up really easily. And then I have a like a a hose sprayer nozzle that I got from like Home Depot, and it has all the different settings. So, um, there's a one setting that's called Mist. And it's like a mini power washer. So it's, it, it doesn't look like a lot, but you put it on mist and it can run for, it takes 20 minutes to pump out the seven gallons on the mist mode. I did a timer of each of them, the settings and I wrote it on there with a Sharpie. So you can run it for 20 minutes by just, just spraying. And, and if you put, you have like a dirty plate, you put it next to that sprayer. I mean, it's blasting like peanut butter off of knives. So it's got a lot of power and wow. Um, I showed it to John and he was like, that's crazy. And I was like, you don't realize that you use way less water with it like that because you can turn it on, turn it off with just with your thumb and you don't have to like fill up a bucket and wash or like, you know, I used to have like one of those big blue, like five gallon jugs where you like twist the nozzle Mm -hmm. and then you open it up and you wash your hands and it's running a ton. But with the with the shower sprayer, the yeah, the biggest thing, it's nice to have a shower, but the best part is 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 water. And at, basically after you're wheeling, it takes about two hours to do 30 or so degrees difference to heat up 30 degrees um, water. So if it's 70 degrees water and you know you leave it on for an, an hour, it'll be you know 30 degrees how, hotter. How than do that. you heat your water? Do you have a heater? It like has an your, electric yeah, it has an electric heater inside the tank um it's basically the same thing as an electric water heater okay um in there so it's a 12 volt version it's 300 watts and um you can turn it on in the back and i'm gonna put a thermostat on it so it can just always keep it at the right temperature Mm. um but right now i basically just run back there before i like an hour before i get to wherever i'm going and then it'll be you know close to 100 105 degrees i think the the night of the rally, it was like 118 degrees. Um, so yeah, it makes it nice and hot. Yeah. And washing your hands with warm water camping is even better. So that's the other part. Ooh, is, you know, doing dishes, great. doing yeah. dishes with warm water when it's you know 30 degrees out, it's nice. Big difference. Yeah, I've got one of those like yeah. shower bags uh, you can get on Amazon, and yep. uh, that, that's the closest I've got to a heater. You know, and I gotta have the sun for that heater to work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep oh exactly so, uh so steve coming into you and and, and your your v2 mm-hmm. um i know you've had what one trip with this with this setup right now so i'm sure you've got a couple things you took on that yeah. trip that you brought back to, to make some improvements on yeah absolutely so uh the last trip i did was um if you listen to the last uh, last week's podcast was in um, Blythe island uh georgia so we took a trip down there um, just kind of like a, a hey, w- welcome to 2021 trip. Just ringing in the new year. Sure. Um, but from that trip, I, I, I got a lot of takeaways. And and one big thing for me is organization in camp or while camping is so paramount, right? Because if if you're constantly shuffling things around, you're not enjoying being outside. And that's the whole reason why we go outside is to be, enjoy being outside. Mm-hmm. Um, so. 
like I mentioned earlier, my top drawer is all camp cooking stuff. What I found was the way I kind of had it set up with one large kitchen utensil box uh, and then kind of the other, like the gas bottles and everything around it was I was shuffling things just constantly. If I needed a cutting board, I would have to get into the box, you know, open up the drawer, get into the box, take the cutting cutting board out, put it back in the drawer, close the drawer. So just tons of shuffling. So um, a a modification that I'm going to do probably pretty soon um, is I've ordered, uh, I've got the measurements of the interior of my drawers and I've ordered uh, pre-cut foam. Uh, So I've ordered four pieces and my, my plan is, and I hadn't really drawn this out or anything is to have the foam pieces uh, replace that cooking box. So my knives will be staged, my uh, cooking utensils, you know, my spoons, my spatulas, salt, pepper, oil, things like that. Everything that I need to be cooked to cook will be in that drawer organized. So then I'm not constantly, I may be still opening and closing the drawer, but I'm never going to be pulling something out of the drawer, putting it back, pulling it out, putting it back. Mm -hmm. Right. Kind of that, that repetition just gets old super fast. And we were there for two days. I'm like, Oh, hell no, I'm done with this. So, um, (laughs) you know, (laughs) it's, it's just not very fun, especially because, you know, you're cooking three times a day. And if it takes you three times as long to cook the same meals, it's just not fun. So that's going to be kind of my next evolution. Now it's not a big mod, you know, I'm not taking a, a circular salt to the top of my drawers to make a, a fridge slide, you know, <laughs> or anything like that. But, you know, it's, it's, I think for me, just that, that simple organization piece to it is going to change how, how the drawer functions. Um, so I'm excited. I mean, it's, I've never actually worked with this stuff. It's like half inch squares that, um, that are kind of pre-cut in the, in the foam. And I'm going to have like kind of two layers so I can slide a foam, uh, like the top foam back and forth to get to what I need, but I shouldn't ever have to be able to, I shouldn't ever have to pull something like a whole box out of the drawer at one time. So I'm excited to see how that, yeah, (laughs) yeah, that's perfect. What you just showed uh, Jeff, that's uh, (laughs) um, very close to what I want to do. (laughs) Um, so yeah, that's that's going to be kind of the next evolution. I have some other ideas uh, that I, I kind of want to figure out, but those are going to be way down the road. Um, I think kind of the issue that I've ran in, into is because my system isn't specific to Land Cruisers, I have a little bit of wasted space, um, especially around my fridge. So my fridge slide isn't specific to my Dometic 55 liter fridge. It, it, it can hold it. And it can actually hold probably a little bit larger fridge. But that means I have about two inches on one side of the fridge that if, if it was slimmer, right, if, it was, if it was a little bit shorter, I could have that as a storage space, whether it be for, um, you know, like just seven gallon water tank. Right now, um, the, really the only thing I could fit in the, the back of the vehicle for water storage is either Rotopacks, but I'm not going to spend the money for Rotopacks. Um, or like one gallon jugs of water. So, um, yeah, that's, uh, you know, that's going to be kind of the next evolution for me. That sounds cool. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. Jeff's, Jeff's showing us a really cool picture of all kinds of, uh, different, uh, oh no, that's yours, isn't it? Uh, that's me. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we'll, we'll, we'll put that out yeah. on the Instagram channel so y'all can see kind of the, the different things that he has out there and, and some of the, um, yeah. some of the uh, manufacturers that, that Steven has chosen to use. And so that's one thing that I do know, um, about Steven is, is he doesn't play with the manufacturers he chooses. Uh, they are all top quality manufacturers uh-huh. that, that come with a very, very good reputation. And so, um, get it, look at, look us up on Instagram. If you haven't found us on there yet, and, and we'll have some pictures of these systems. Um, I'll have a picture of my system, which is literally just two drawers and a piece of plywood. So it's not that, that elegant, <laughs> but, yeah. uh, we'll all, also have pictures of, of Steven's system and, and some of the, the manufacturers he's chosen and, and as well as, as Jeff's mm-hmm. and then some of those manufacturers he's chosen to use as well. So that way, if y'all want to go out and try to recreate this, you know where to go. And, and if you need to, um, 
most definitely reach out to any one of us uh, via Instagram and we'll be, we'll be happy to help you out and lead you in that direction of the, the best way to do that as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So uh, we're kind of wrapping up here. Are there any, any other things when you think of, you know, your, your platforms that you want to mention or, or talk about here in the last few minutes that we have? I think the I think the main thing of a platform is it allows you to access your gear more efficiently, mm. and you know that's the the main thing is is if you don't have a platform you can go camping you can still have an awesome time you can still do it, but once you start adding things or people to your your pack out, then it starts getting more complicated. If I was by myself, I probably wouldn't need a fridge slide. I probably wouldn't need a sleep platform. I'd probably be fine just mm -hmm. having a couple things in there because I'd only need a bag, a sleeping bag and a, some food and that's it. I mean, it'd be simple, but bringing two kids, which I typically do every time I go, um, it, it makes things more complicated on the amount of stuff you have to bring. Um, I bring a solo stove fire pit. I bring my diesel heater now. I bring, you know, firewood, I bring kids scooters, I bring tents, I bring rope for the kids to play with, I bring hammock, ice cream. I mean, ice cream, there's so <laughs> many things that I have in the back of my rig. And typically we're on the move. So when I went camping two weeks ago, mm -hmm. um, we did a waterfall hike. And sure enough, we're in the parking lot, the kids are like, I'm hungry, I want some food. And I'm like, Okay, what do you guys want? You guys want hot dogs? Do you want turkey sandwiches, peanut butter jellies? What do you want? And I had my stove right there. I had the fridge pulled out, making lunch in the tailgate. And it was just super efficient to make a sandwich before we get on the road. I didn't have to take one thing out. It was starting to snow. It was crazy. So, I mean, kids are in the car. Don't have to take any gear out and set it on the muddy floor wherever you're at. I got to everything without even, you know, having to remove anything. So that's the efficiency is the biggest thing for me. Um, being able to leave stuff in your car and people can't see it, you mm -hmm. know, and hidden is another factor. Yeah. So that's it for me is just convenience. How long does it take me? If someone said, let's go camping right now, how long would it take all three of us with a yeah, drawer I'm, system? It makes it easier. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm a, yeah, I have most, everything staged most half an hour to, to get out the door. And I think we mentioned this in the last conversation we had and it's, uh, when I, whatever you made a good point at uh, coming back, you made a good point about when you're going by yourself, you probably don't need all the, all the platforms and stuff that we're talking, right. But when you, when you add in your significant other, your kids, your friends and all, you know, you, you kind of fill the truck up with different people, almost your stuff that you have needs to be put away and not be anywhere because they're going to bring all the stuff yep. you need to right? And so that's what makes those platforms and drawers so nice is that you don't have to really do too much to take care of yourself. All that's already, in the vehicle permanently right exactly yeah. having everything in the vehicle is the best part because you don't have to remember did i you know i always have my recovery kit i always mm -hmm. have my um, first aid kit i always have my jumper pack i even carry jumper cables you know the excessive stuff like we talked about last time but that's always in there i always have tools i have enough tools to basically fix anything on my car Mm -hmm. including like CVs and pulling axles and stuff like that. So that's always in my car. And the only reason is because I have that platform where I just keep it in there. Yeah. And if I'm going to go to the grocery store, I can still pile all the groceries on top of the platform and you would never even know I have all that stuff in there. Yeah. Yeah. So it's actually easier to put groceries in a hundred series Land Cruiser with the platform in it. Uh, I learned that when, yeah. I, put it, when oh, yeah. I put, I put that one in from Steven. I went to the store a few days later and I was like, Oh my gosh, I can reach to the back of the seat now. Like this is this is actually better uh for yeah. for, for the grocery yeah. runs that I gotta do, right? <laughs> oh yeah, exactly. Uh Steven, any any final remarks on, on on your platform or anything like that before we wrap up here? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I think at least from a philosophical standpoint, don't try to get the perfect setup the first go, mm. right? I do think that there needs to be some sort of trial and error and figure out what works uh, for you and your situation, whether it be solo camping, you know, in the back of the vehicle, or if you, if you bring in a truckload of, of people, you know, I think it, it should be, 
you should try to strive for the best setup that you can do, but don't let that be the only setup, right? I think it, it's important to kind of have that evolution throughout your building phase of, of whatever platform you're on, whether, you know, it be a Nissan Xterra, Frontier, 100 Series Land Cruiser, um, you know, a Prado or the GX 460s, 470s, or a 4Runner, whatever it is, just have the, the idea of what you want to get to, but don't be afraid to, in Jeff's words, take a circular saw to the, the top of it. You know, <laughs> I think it's always being, <laughs> always being able to, to, to change things up when you, those needs arise. And then that's kind of what I want to end on is just being, being able to adjust. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, hey guys, that was a phenomenal conversation. I had a lot of fun tonight. Um, we, uh, we've got a couple episodes coming up next week. Um, we'll have our, our standing uh, Tuesday night uh, conversation. Um, we haven't really talked about what topic it's going to be. Um, so we'll, we'll figure that out over the next week and we'll have something good set up for you. Um, and then uh, we're also going to be talking with Prius Off-Road uh, next week as well. And I said that right, Prius off-road toyota prius the, the, the electric <laughs> vehicle uh i i was recently connected up with uh the gentleman that runs that account and, and this guy this guy is an expert in lifting priuses and getting priuses expedition ready and so i thought that was so so cool wild <laughs> um, that, that i love that man are out there exploring and prius that's awesome um, you know, I, I found him because I saw a picture and a Prius had the same exact rooftop tent that I have in my Land Cruiser, uh, on top of a Prius set up camping by the ocean. I was like, man, I got to talk to this guy and see what is, what's up with these Prius off-road vaults. <laughs> and so we're going to talk with him next week. We're going to learn about, you know, what people are doing to get these Priuses expedition ready, um, and, and, and kind of see what they're doing in, in their world. Um, so still in the Toyota vein that we live in here. On, on, on this podcast. Um, super excited to talk to those guys and, and see how, how they're out there doing it. Um, so if you're out there and, and you, you're out uh, exploring in something unique and, and, and it's a little bit different, holler at me. Um, we'd love to talk to you on how you're doing your setups and, and learn more about that. Um, but as far as this night goes, I think we're done. Uh, and, and guys, it was another fun week. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, awesome. Thanks yeah, for thank having you, me again, man. LJ. All right, guys. Awesome. Well, hey, y'all have a great rest of your week, and we'll see you next week. All right. We'll see you guys next time.